0: Take charge of your health with Johns Hopkins Medicine's A Woman's Journey. Join us virtually on Saturday, November 13th between 10 a.m. and 12.15 p.m. to learn about the latest advances in women's health from Johns Hopkins physicians. Attend two seminars, from colon cancer in black women to early signs of memory loss. Gather with friends and family and walk away feeling empowered. A Woman's Journey its health education for all of us. To register or learn more, visit hopkinsmedicine.org slash journey or call 410-955-8660.
1: Yo, yo, I go by the name of
2: Pharrell from the Neptunes, and I just want to let y'all know I'm your pusher, the world is about to feel feel something something
1: something that they never felt
2: before, (laughs)
1: come on from ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard I sell it with one whip, it's off the hard. I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer Cause I pump things like that jack
3: On or off the track I'm What
1: up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, up, Del Rio People up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City People down the whole 305 South Florida region You're tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Rudy Yes sir Today I'm spinning the one and twos Your number is 760 we are broadcasting here from the rounders car club studios and this first segment of the day is going to be presented by way to grow way to grow is a full service landscaping company that can handle all your residential and commercial needs that is way to grow official sponsor of the sports grind 736-9760. Seven three six nine seven sixty. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything uh, that we're discussing on the show, or we're not discussing that sports related, that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you be patient during the breaks and during the segments. Uh, don't forget today is Wednesday, so this is our midday uh, report uh, with James from Sharpside Sports Consultant. We'll get him at the top of the uh, next hour. Uh, we'll look at. Uh, You know, his his, uh, weekend, I know he wanted to kind of talk more about the importance of uh, yards for playing offense. Mm. And then we're going to talk about uh, something that I wanted to talk about was bankroll management and units. So we're going to try to fit that in. So that's the top of the second hour. But other than that, what's what's up, man? I'm in the build, baby. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go. What's up, James? You ready? <laughs> James or I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, who Sam. Who's James? I, was when like, I just said James, I was about but to say, my mind holy is my mind I don't have him on the line yet. No, <laughs> no, we my good. Bad. We good. good. All right, ass, Sam. My bad. My bad. Uh, got a lot of names to get a key up with, but other than that, besides the whole thing, we have got a lot. Today don't mess because that up of, at home because I'm trying to think. Don't if say I the I wrong name that, at home. I've never done that. I've probably done that maybe once or twice really? if I say it, the I can't remember the setting, yes. But they, but she's done it to me before too with, with, uh, with her with clients. The, well no, with her um the father her child. Her dad, oh um, damn. Yeah. So but that was kind of <laughs> one of those, you know, as long Did as it's not mad? yeah, no, as long as it wasn't at night in the act and like that, then <laughs> that's all right. But I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> So basically no, it was just one of those. If okay. that's the case then there's problems. You told it in yourself, <laughs> anyway. All right, so, um, another thing we've got going on, we've got something called the NBA draft. Uh, that's what going do you mean? Why are you being
3: disrespectful? What you mean, something called? Well, I'm
1: trying to basically be, I mean, it's it's not the NFL, and not only that, we didn't
3: get to see the guy that we liked out the tournament, you know what I mean? It was a weird
1: year last year, so but the guy from Georgia. And uh, Edwards, who was the other one? There's also a sleeper from, I think, Florida that uh, Billis is talking about in regards. It sounds like yeah, somebody Yeah, I had Spurs to get everything from
3: those guys.
1: Um, but anyway, so we're going to talk about the draft. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot of people, but there is some speculation out there uh, that the Spurs uh, could be one of those teams that make a move uh, prior to the draft actually starting or during the course of the draft. Like I said, during the week, I've been getting messages from um, – you know, from Spurs fans through Facebook uh, in regards to wanting the team to be active. Uh, You know, Dennis just sent me one a while ago, said if the Spurs don't trade for young guys, I'm going to be disappointed as a fan. Another year of the same last two years is ridiculous. Um, Well, we'll see how they go. You know, we'll see if Golden State is one of their partners. We'll see if it's a three-team, but I do think that the Spurs, uh, my gut tells me that they are going to try to move up. And I do think, believe that uh, LaMarcus and DeMar could potentially be ammunition uh, to move around today as well, Mm. too. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Also, um, you know, kind of light on the Mac action tonight. Nothing really to uh, write home about, even though uh, college this weekend coming up is some interesting matchups along with the NFL. So we'll circle around uh, to that, uh, we've got, um, you know, Seahawks. We've got an offensive coordinator that's kind of being critical of Russell Wilson. You know, they've got a uh, game against the Cardinals uh, coming in this week. Um, you know, this Sun. Uh, I think that's a, uh, is that the Sunday night game? No, that's a Thursday night game. Yeah. This Thursday night, they've got the Arizona and um, Seattle matchup. And we know Seattle's coming off of a, a loss. Also, Chiefs make a signing. I know that you want to talk about uh, in regards to yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs and kind of what that means. And also, um, you know, in NBA, when we're speaking of the draft, uh, and we've talked about when the season's going to start, uh, you have a correlation between the finals and the Summer Olympics.
3: Yeah, um, they, they released – they're gonna do the schedule in two parts. They released the first half. They're calling it the first half schedule and the second half schedule. They haven't released the second half schedule yet, but they have figured out when the finals could possibly end. The finals could possibly end July twenty second. And I'm guessing that's 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 them saying, Hey, if it goes seven, you know, that's pretty much guessing if every series goes seven. But the NBA finals could possibly end on July twenty second. Summer Olympics start July twenty third. So what that means is, depending on who's in the finals, you know, we could be talking about Kevin Durant, talking about Kyrie Irving, talking about LeBron James. You're talking about Anthony Davis. Um, possibly if the Clippers go, they could be talking about Kawhi Leonard. Um, who else? I mean, heck, even if it's the Bucks, the uh, Greece, they could be, you know, without Giannis. Celtics could be with that. it's just Celtics, you you know, you're not going to go straight into the yeah. Olympics if you're Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. So that's, that's a tough – that's tough sledding. You're, you're
1: saying it's a month apart,
3: right? No, a, a day. day. A day apart. July 22nd, and then Summer Olympics July 23rd.
1: Well, I'll, Start. Tell you, I'll tell you this right now. I'll go on record to tell you that if that is the case, Giannis is, is going to go play for them. He's going to play? This is an American deal. This is an American problem. Um, I think if that's the case and that, you know, you'd have to think that they tried everything possible um, to they they tried everything possible to kind of avoid this, per se, uh, in regards to the scheduling, because that's very, very, very close to tight. So I think if you're an American, if you're rooting for the red, uh, white, blue stripes, that you have to anticipate that, you know. Again, we'll be sitting probably one of our lesser teams without some of our superstars. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's so. But much, you think
3: Giannis is going to play? Giannis go- is going
1: to play. To, agree. There's certain it's, guys it's that there, no matter I mean, what, you're yeah. like.
3: You got him in the Manu boat. Manu went over there with on yeah. crutches and was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm going to play." Yeah, he's
1: gonna. <laughs> I mean, he might not be there to the start of it. I mean, if he is in the finals, he might be showing up a few days late, a week late, but he's going to go participate in the. Because the camp. thing
3: about it is, uh, I know I don't know if it's still in the CBA. I think they've had different CBA since then, but I know back then it was in the CBA that teams could not say or do things to, or or punish you for going to play for your country. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't. I know Milwaukee may not like it, but I know, he. Don't. I know
1: he. I know he went straight to. He went straight to Greece right after getting the, eliminating the bubble. I mean, he was in Greece the next day oh, he was? doing an interview except for wow. his uh, MVP trophy from, from Greece. So I, I know he's going to join them. But I would say just get prepared for your second unit, guys, man. And you know how I feel man, about that I against the rest of the world. I just don't think – I don't. I don't know if we can still be in the position to send our second and third tier guys down the, and then go expect automatic. Well, not third. We that we
3: found out we can't do third. We found that out. I
1: don't out. know if we can do second really. Maybe we can
3: do second. We can do second.
1: You're, sometimes I like I take that with a grain of salt with you because you're very sensitive when it comes to men's basketball and the red white. Oh yeah, I get pissed to off. To I get of pissed nation. off
3: because that's when that's but, the only time. The only time the USA isn't super patriotic is when it comes to men's basketball. When it comes to men's basketball, for whatever reason, like man, whatever, I'm going for Argentina. What about
1: what about what about soccer? When it comes to to Mexico versus U.S. Oh, that's because awful you, too. Yeah, Mexico like, there's a lot of Mexico,
3: a lot of Mexico fans, a lot of Mexico fans. Man, always running their mouth. Mexico, they for whatever reason. See, you getting me started. Mexico soccer fans for whatever reason they act like they're Germany or they or they're Spain or they're Brazil. Like, what if y'all won? Besides some Conca calf crap to poke your chest out like you do, okay, you're better than USA. Woo! That's like you know what I mean. That's like what? 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 Is, what are you saying? So mm. that's why I get so frustrated with Mexico soccer fan because they act like they're one of the elite countries in soccer, but black and white says you're not. But yeah, mm. no, I mean I've been I've had a bitter taste in my mouth since '04.
1: Yeah, so since 04 Since I... Argentina
3: beat us and everybody yeah, I... in USA that. Tells Kaepernick to stand up for his flag and be you. You be proud of your flag, boy, and you go. You get out of here if you don't want to be here. Was all of a sudden cool with rooting for Argentina.
1: So uh, ever since
3: then, I've had a bad taste in my mouth about it, and I and I'm hypersensitive about the USA men's wow. basketball team because I know how they're treated in this beautiful, great country of ours that I can critique because I vote and I pay taxes. So the
1: second, but with all that said, though, what? Let's be real. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. I have to see who's really what we considered second tier and level T because there's going to come to a time where, I mean, LeBron James is not going to want to go over there anymore. I mean, he's already been on the Olympic team forever. He's coming into his 18th season. He's 36 years old. Yeah, LeBron uh, might not go there, anywhere. There's a couple guys, man. That but Kevin this is, his last, this the is his last chance, though. Maybe. I mean, you know, uh, I think Kobe went all the way to his last opportunity. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, LeBron does that. But I just think our second team, man, the world has – we've got more international players in NBA now. There, No one's asking for your autograph on your shoes. Uh, before before they play us. And that's the kind of deal I feel like that. Oh, good point. Uh, no, it, uh, it ain't going to uh,
3: be no walk in the park, brother. Also, for
1: sure. Um, speaking of LeBron, I know LeBron's fans got a saying out there right now that I noticed on social media is floating. It said, hey, imagine um, needing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And James be, Harden. And James Harden. To be the old be man. LeBron James at 36 going into 18. year, mm-hmm. laugh my ass off. I've seen that. I've seen that. that?
3: Um look, first of all, like we we, that that's that's the type of stuff that made Kyrie not want to be a part of him. LeBron James didn't make the playoffs. Like they had to go and get Anthony Davis. Like, don't get it twisted. Like they gave LeBron the finals MVP. It could have went either way, just like in 2015, because Kyrie averaged 27. But that's the type of stuff that over time will weigh on Anthony Davis. Because it's like, like I'm telling you, there will be nights where LeBron would go for 40, Anthony Davis would have 40, and all we're talking about is LeBron. Like, no, it's not. It, if it was just LeBron, you'd be fine. If it was just LeBron and Avery Bradley and Danny Green, you think people teaming up for that? No, it has to do with Anthony Davis, too. Like, why is Anthony Davis not in that meme? That's. Why LeBron James fans make my butt itch because of stuff like that. Because of stuff like when he loses, he's got no help. When he wins, it's all him. It's annoying. They're Again, they're the most annoying fan base in the history of sports. And that's saying a lot when you're dealing with Cowboy fans. Mm. But that's the music.
1: You know, mm. you ain't trying to piss me off today. No, I'm just telling you, man. I mean, first of all, you know, kind of now that you broke it down the start of the Olympics and the regular season, I'm kind of looking forward to that because that's the thing. I mean, you know, is Kawhi Leonard, I mean, is he going to, is he playing with the national team if he's in the finals in the Clippers? I no, mean, with hell no. He ain't playing. Um, not with his knees. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those, but I know they did everything possible to try to avoid that. It's probably yeah. they couldn't do anything about it. Uh but when we get back, uh we'll get into a little bit of the draft, talk about still these trade rumors, with your Spurs. We'll get to uh Fox News Dave's call. When we get back as well. You listen to the Sports Crowd broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios, we'll be back.
3: all about
2: you, you. All right,
1: about back here on the Sports Garage, yeah. 736-9760. This next segment is going to be presented by Double Days Pizza. Keep in mind, their newest location in San Antonio. is located in Alamo Ranch. They still have their operation in Leon Springs. That is Double Days Pizza, official sponsor of the Sports Garage. <laughs> all right so before we get into the uh, draft and looking at the Spurs outlook and some of these other rumors let's go to the phones let's go to Fox News Dave Fox News Dave you on the sports grind. You're on ticket 760 what's up man
0: have a great Wednesday man
1: hey same too hey hey uh, when it comes to college football I'm not a smart man uh but and so I'll believe anything you tell me there's two teams though that have kind of piqued my interest and that's Penn State and it's Liberty. And I want you to diagnose this either X's and O's or even from the betting standpoint, if you want. Uh, Penn State, winless. And from what I've been able to see, not very competitive. And I know you said, Cal, that last year maybe they were a little bit ahead of schedule, just wondering what's wrong there. And then the other side of the spectrum is Liberty. I mean, they just seem to be running. And I know they're independent, but given the world we're living in and right now, would they be a consideration for the playoff committee? Um, okay. All right, Fox News. Dave. Make hey, good that. to hear from you, brother. Take it easy. Uh, uh, first of all, um, those are two good questions on two good teams, the one that we haven't really got to in general. I mean, Ooh. I know I've been bringing up Liberty. No, you've been talking about uh, them but, all season. But uh, really Penn State, because it's shocking. Um, now, I know Penn State, and I'm a big Franklin fan, but I know Penn State had a, a quite a few couple guys that opted out not to play uh, due to the COVID. But right. to sit there and um, – See that they're winless um, is is a surprise in the Big Ten, um, you know, especially maybe some of it how they have uh, lost. You know, um, I forgot who they uh, have. They've got Iowa this weekend uh, coming in. Um, I was a slight favorite on that uh, that game, but Penn State is just it's one of those that they haven't adjusted well with um, no spring practice. Couple starters opted out uh, of the, you know, for the COVID um, in regards to that. That's the only thing I can say about that. I still think Franklin's a good coach. Um, I, that's what I believe. Now, with Liberty, um, it's really, I think his name's Malik Willis, is the quarterback for Liberty. I mean, I think this is the guy that is once we get into past Thanksgiving and Turkey Day and we get closer to, you know, whatever bowl games we're going to have, who's, you know, who's doing what. Um, and I think you know Liberty has a, a big test because they're going to NC State. Um, they're underdogs in that, but they're undefeated. But I think that quarterback is going to be on a lot of people's uh, mouth because he's a dual threat. Um, I Pause. haven't, I haven't, I haven't basically seen him. I haven't sit down and seen every game they've played. But I know you'll start hearing about more. Now the interesting thing about Liberty though is um, Hugh Freeze, uh, who's their head coach. And we all know the the situation that was set up. Uh, well, not set up, but that went down uh an old miss uh, with the sanctions and everything that went down with Hugh Freeze, we understand that he turned ill, got an infection, was trying to coach from a doctor bed in the press conference. Sam got a chuckle on that a few weeks ago when I brought that up. <laughs> but the other thing I would tell you to monitor about Hugh Freeze is because his name, mark the tape and said that you heard this from Calvin. His name is going to start circling big time for a the word. South Carolina job. Who's and, name? And, yes, uh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze is is an SEC type of guy. When you think of Liberty, come on, not anybody's thinking this is going to be Hugh Freeze. Last stop at Liberty, but this is one of those Central Fort Florida uh, Scott Frost type of situations to where you get Liberty, uh, you know, undefeated, and you won some SEC games against some opponents. Um, you know, you came back and beat Virginia Tech. Uh, who really should have beat Miami. You came back and beat them on the road. And if you go in and still won against NC State this weekend, it's only going to make Hugh Freeze's name hot. And that's the guy from what I've uh, from what I've heard and what I can see is that that's the guy that's going to be on top of the list of, of South Carolina. I didn't hear so, that. I keep my that, eye that. on that. And to me, that was going to be one of those that's, hey, you know, I think this is his second year at Liberty, and uh, but make no mistake about it. What Hugh Freeze went through at Ole Miss and what's going on there, who knows if we ever thought he would basically get an opportunity to coach again? In the SEC, and if they come call, and that's it. Now I've heard people talk about South Carolina. It's not an easy place to win. I mean, Steve Spurrier was there for a while. Steve Spurrier did some things that other coaches hadn't been able to do at South Carolina. Uh, in must chance defense, South Carolina, it ain't easy to win there. But that's a challenge that Hugh Freeze coming after getting get Liberty on the map, where you got people in San Antonio talking about Liberty. Uh, that's one of those situations that will be. He'll a step be up them. for a
3: few jobs. If, I mean, if he's doing yeah, that, celebrity. yeah. If,
1: if uh, depends on how many jobs are going to be available. I think there's going to be a, quite a few coaches that get a pass because uh, of the pandemic. And the COVID situation, uh, because a lot of things what we got to talk about, especially at, uh, what we got to mention, I should say, at these big universities, is that no one is wanting to dive into the funds and play any payouts right now in the pandemic and fire no. coaches. They're they're going to be that's a coaches. That's going to think. Fi- that's why yeah, well, Harbaugh's still has a That's a big thing. But other thing is his is just big. Not everybody. I mean, I think Harbaugh's <laughs> got like a twenty million something buyout. I mean, a lot of the the only one I could think of that maybe is higher than him right now is probably Jimbo Fisher.
0: No, not the cheese, but that to die for sequin top. Marshalls? Yep, Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshalls.
1: Marshalls. You know, um, in his buyout, what it would cost AM if they yeah, wanted to move on from him. Too. That's a huge one. Uh, so that's my thoughts on Liberty. Penn State is a head scratcher. There's no way I thought that they would be, whether four guys opted or not, that they would be 0 for in the Big Ten. Um, and I haven't really been able to put my finger on it, what it is. Uh, you know, I know Iowa started off and lost their first game. A uh, couple games, I want to say, their first one at least. And they've kind of been on a couple-winner streak. Their offense is a lot better than usual. Um, you know, uh, but they've got to travel to Nifty Lions country, and they play Penn mm-hmm. State this weekend. So I don't know if Penn State's going to – I don't know. They might still be um, – they're probably still going to be over after this season. But we'll see. Seven three six nine 60 right, so the draft – um, is tonight, um, tonight in the NBA. Um, and, of course, before tonight. we talk about the rumors or whatever, you had questions in regards to what, what do the Spurs need, what are, what are we looking for. Um, the only thing I will say, and it's been an unusual year, and, and, you know, like you said, with the college and not a March Madness last year, um, I know I heard uh, Greg Simmons mention on the local feed last night a little bit about, you know, a couple of guards, maybe like a guard... <laughs> That's the only thing they could do that would just make me just like you know what come on man, you know there I mm. you know and there could be some game changes in this draft in regards to length, um, you know in regards to good shooting guards there's a couple of them but I that's one thing that wherever they want a direction to go but I'm not trying to get another guard down here I, guard I, I don't, no, I, no I think um,
3: if there's an athletic big available at eleven you know that's could you could turn into a stretch four. Okay, but I don't know if there'll be one of those at 11. If not, maybe small, maybe small forward. When I say small forward, I'm talking six, seven, six, eight. Can defend multiple positions, has a handle, inside-outside game. So I'm looking. I'm looking, of course, athletic, big, that can play the pick and roll with Lonnie, can play the pick and roll with Derek White, can play the pick and roll with Dejounte Murray, uh, can step out and defend other stretch fours in the league. If that guy's not there at 11, which again, those guys don't grow on trees. But uh, if that guy's not there, then I'm looking small forward.
1: Um, Yeah. I I think, you know, definitely we've been talking about it for the last few years in regards to the athletic big or the wingman. And, again, you know, a true rim protector. I mean, we haven't had a true rim protector uh, since probably David and Tim, uh, you know, per se, And, and Tim's later years. He wasn't really, you know, that rim protector that he was maybe in his prime. So it's been a while, and I think that's kind of what they need as well, too, especially when you look in and you see the size of a Portland. You see a size of uh, a Lakers. You see size. There's different – I mean, they're going to have to get some size on this team that can be athletic shooters. They have size. LaMarcus Aldridge, Portal. Well, I don't have a problem with Portal. I think a Portal is the kind of the the one blue-collar type of uh, worker bee that we got. I, I think that I think they need to get a, a rim protector. That's true, and they've got to get some size. They've got to get some more beef on this team. But you, if you line up the Spurs uh, to some of these teams, like the Lakers, other these teams. I, like, I'm not trying to disrespect none of them. But the Lakers the, are really is, the only big team that's legit, though. But, Rudy, but even if you lined them up against, like, a Milwaukee or either, like even a Dallas or like, a Mavericks, they look small. They're small. Mm. They get pushed around I'm a pretty, lot, man. Okay. They're, they're small. They just need an enforcer. They need somebody that's athletic and big as well, too. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King at the Rim. Keep in mind, Smoothie King has a variety of different flavors to choose from. Don't forget, make sure you get their immune builders as well, too, to keep your immune system up during these times. That is Smoothie King, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. All right, so... Um, sticking with the draft theme. Now, I know Wojo is kind of basically, he's predicting and he's put it out there that he expects there will be a lot of teams, uh, you know, kind of trying to move some veterans to kind of move up to kind of basically acquire more draft capital to whatever. He's he's anticipating a very, very busy um, day. Uh, at night from teams, working deals think so that's what he said I mean that's what he was I saw him on uh sports and that's what I have that predicted. feeling too
3: because it's been a lot of shaking and moving already up yeah. to this point so I could see that
1: now one of the things that was rumored that's very interesting is because um the Celtics and the first of all Celtics and Gordon Hayward they've extended their opt out or opt in deadline. I think it was till today or Thursday. Thursday. Okay, so the other thing with that is that they come to find out they were in the mix for a true holiday. They were in the mix of didn't trying you know to package that. Gordon Hayward and a ton of picks because remember Danny Ainge has been sitting on some picks for a minute. They were looking to go ahead and package that and possibly with that and for whatever reason that fell through it didn't go. So that whole deal with, again, I thought it was coming to that because as much as I've been on with Brad Stevens and also um, the Celtics, that that Gordon Hayward at the time of the injury and everything, missed some time, and you added, um, you know, Kemba Walker, I, it just doesn't – they've got to find a way to get – and do you know that if he opts in, I think it's, uh, it's $34 mils, It's a lot of money. I can't remember million how much money, make. but it's a lot like, of money. Damn, I just Gordon don't know Hayward
3: where he fits in with his team that, anymore. Right.
1: But some team like that to let you know that the Celtics were out there kicking things around or or looking at possibly to get something going should be an eye opener to but, everybody on the on the way. to should be a,
3: the whole Drew Holiday thing should be an eye opener to Lonzo Ball because he like him and Drew tried to play together. Like Lonzo's a point guard, they're putting all their eggs in Lonzo's basket. So we're gonna have to see how Lonzo responds, especially you know with his brother possibly going top three tonight as well. But yeah, Boston. I think you kinda convinced me they're another guy away, but Uh but it's supposed to be Gordon Hayward. It's that's I mean, when you're paying a guy thirty something million, a la Tobias Harris, they're not supposed to be just a guy. They're supposed to be the the first, second, third fiddle. They're not that's not supposed to be a six man. I
1: agree, but also in Gordon Hayward's defense, Gordon Hayward had a Dak Prescott looking injury on the court when 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 he went down a year or two ago. Uh I mean, it's one of those that, you know, some people are never the same, especially in basketball like that. I just think that that whole Kimball Walker thing changed a little bit and made it more uncomfortable not to fit. And I think that's why Danny Ainge is trying to, you know, shake and bake and possibly move. And besides that money and then pretty much, you know, figuring out what he's going to do. Because it's, it's, um, you know, I think also what's coming to hold the NBA is because they won't say it, but it's kind of like the kick you've been on. Like, they've got to find, like, it's like, okay, fine. You know, we're paying some guys that are making too much money in the league, and if it's not working, but at the same time, your contract be guaranteed. But if we're a team that's like the Celtics that's been on this cusp and we're trying to, you know, get out of the East to get to the finals, teams like that, they they got to find a way to ship you off it ain't working. I mean, that's where I think that we're into right now because, again, it goes with the patience that's not there for most people. A lot of guys, like you said, the NBA are making money. That's not really worth making the money. But I think the owners, knowing that the players kind of have this control when you talk about the top three, four players in the league. Uh, but I think if you're somebody like Danny Ainge knocking on that door and trying to get over the hump, you know, what a players making or the sentiment like the the, the one thing that I will say – about, and I'm maybe not all, but the one thing I'm seeing in the NBA, in the GMs, and I don't know if it's more because the players are forcing them, that probably that NFL, I don't know if NFL is on that level. They have a problem with it. But I would give NBA and NBA GMs, uh, the owners, the edge. I should say GMs, the edge, when really kind of admitting that it's not. it didn't work, that it's not working. Because in the NFL, you have, a, like, the perfect example, like Which your one? team, Chicago Bears. Like There's a reason why with Mitch Trubisky, we're going to see Mitch Trubisky again this season.
3: You have to. Because you got to. Because at the to. end of
1: the day, the reason why it was allotted to come back to him, regardless of all the, the vitriol and the winded city and all that, is because you've got a GM that's tied to him. That is pretty much like, hey, we it's wrong. We 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 missed, you know, we, it's, it didn't work. Regardless of the salary, regardless of whatever, the draft pick or whatever, it, I don't know if NFL is quick to do that is what I see the NBA trying to do that now. But um, the other the thing is, you know, the eyes with the Houston Rockets and, um, you know, with James Harden, and Westbrook, which I'm hearing there's so much different stuff coming out there. Why? Because at first it was like, hey, it's not working. The ball dominant. Then there's a report out there. It's basically they James Russell have a problem with the ownership and his political views in regards to with his support with Trump. That's floated out there as well, too, with a real reason why they don't want to play for this franchise. Well, I no they,
3: haven't they known that?
1: Um, but like, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's why I don't know what to believe. But I will tell you. Um, I think you know the Rockets also have come out and said that we don't feel rushed to have to do this.
3: Yes, their new GM, who they promoted from within, has let it, and and I I think it's a genius move on his part. Like, hey, we're willing to come to training camp. Those guys are under contract both for three years, both with a player option in the third year. We're in no rush, and we will not be strong armed, and we will not get less than what we feel like we deserve. For either player, while they have admitted it is easier to move Russell Westbrook, like I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, hmm. um, they still want top dollar, top draft picks back for Russell Westbrook. And like I said, sometimes these teams get, you know, kind of, what's the word? Kind of shook when their stars ask for a trade and kind of don't know, don't know where to go from here. But the Rockets, I think they played it perfectly. Like, hey, we're willing to keep it if we have to. And they'll eventually have to get over it now you make teams come to the back to the table and offer more than what and offer more than what they've been offering up to this point so but
1: you'd have to genius take what move
3: a, by the by the rockets
1: but we don't believe them though right because if you're if you're no, having, you're, no, just no you, sure, you're just making sure you just making sure the trade value stays high right because if you're having a first year head coach you do the last thing you want is two veterans superstars and Russell and James that really don't want to be there right there's right. no way you can move on into a different culture and a different uh you know, GM with a new different philosophy in that way. So that's the, yeah, I figured that was just go ahead and make sure the trade value up because they're going to try to move them. Listen to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Back here on the Sports Grind seven three six nine seven sixty broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studio. Um, but yeah, but we'll have to see how it shakes out with the uh, with the drafts. I think too, it's going to be interesting whether it's the Spurs or anybody. How many calls that Golden State entertains and taking uh, with their number two overall slot? That's a that's uh-huh. a
3: very interesting slot. Very interesting slot because you would think they don't want to add another youngster to the group. You would think they're trying to get out of there, but I mean, unless it's just somebody on that on this draft board that they feel like they can turn into a star. Because remember, Golden State made that a destination. They there, you know. I know we like to say it down here: built versus bought. That before Katie got there, they built something that made like. It's not like that. KD went to that team because they were booty. Like they built something that made people want to go there. Mm -hmm. The Spurs had built something that made older veterans that needed a ring want to come here. Same with the Lakers in the two thousand. same with the Lakers now. So you have to build it. And so maybe there's somebody on the draft board they want to keep, that they want to get and turn into a star. Who knows?
1: I I would pretty much – would say more on probably they'd be willing to move the pick basically for financial reasons and also the opportunity to go after whether it's Giannis or whoever it would be a veteran-wise. Because in the last couple years, they have been able to develop, I think, some young guys that they've gotten later in the draft and stuff, steals here and there, that they've been able to develop. But I think most likely... Unless it's just somebody on their board that they want to have, and they say, right. well, "Again, I really think that they're going to try to move that to somebody, or either maybe draft at that, then trade the pick for somebody else." I don't know. I I probably would lean to say I don't. I won't use the word shock, but I'll be surprised if they if the if they if the number two pick stays with them, or they draft the number two pick and he stays with Golden State. I would be surprised with that.
3: May draft oh. him first, may take the second pick for somebody That's else. That's what I mean. Yeah, right, like right.
1: in that way to go ahead and take it but still kind of move on. Um, what are your thoughts in regards to the uh rumors and and about possibly John Wall in a Westbrook flop? I heard I don't um I didn't quite understand it.
3: I, I do think Russell Westbrook is a better player than John Wall, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't really understand that. I mean, Trevor I, I Reeves is
1: going back to Houston. Right. Uh, Trevor Reese has been with John Wall in Washington and, and a little a, bit. And
3: the the Portland's sixteenth pick is going to the Rockets as well.
1: So uh, I don't
3: know. I don't. I didn't understand that. To me, I mean, while I think Russell is better, to me it's like you 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 trading a red apple for a green apple. Like you still yeah. getting an apple? I don't get it. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I it was kind of weird. Well,
1: I will tell you this. I, I. I don't. We don't know what John Wall is gonna look like with his health after this major. You know, isn't he, he a blood
3: like now? Too. To a, he's a, he's blood. a what? You didn't see that video, John Wall? No. He had to apologize. Did you see that video a month ago, Sam? Yeah, he had a video where he's. It's weird. It was,
1: he you had to it apologize. Yeah,
3: was, I was like, well, your blood now? Who?
1: Who wastes to their making time? Who they
3: making forty million dollars a year to claim yeah, blood, claim yeah. you being a blood? So
1: that, that's just too much. <laughs> time what on are you his doing? Hand, that but no,
3: I didn't understand it. Uh, I don't even. I'm still at a loss well, for look, words. This is what I will them. say.
1: I don't know what John Wall is going to look like after this. Seems like right. he hasn't played like in two years. However long it's been, it's been a while. I don't know what he's going to come back. Maybe not as fast, whatever. But I will tell you this: I would anticipate and say they would upgrade in shooting at that position. Uh, Ooh, Houston. Uh, what, yeah, if, oh if yeah, John Wall's definitely Westbrook, a better shooter than Westbrook. Uh, but make no mistake not about not it. Not by much though. Make no mistake about it. Houston Rockets about to go to a rebuild. They're, this is a rebuild. I mean, you move James Harden and you move Westbrook in the same uh, year, in the same month, in the same week, that's a rebuild. And a new coach, uh, a first-time head coach, they're going through a rebuild. And it's crazy because they were just all in on everything for the last few years. And just a few years ago, went to that game six from getting for Chris Paul whatever. And that's just the that's just the thing. And and you know, they traded um who's the guy that they they sent over to Coventing. Remember at the deadline, if I'm not mistaken, they went everything they could to get Coventing last yeah. year. And then all of a sudden there's another example. Didn't work. Move on. <laughs> and now they're going ahead and letting him and go. the, on- the owner
3: and the owner's on record saying that he wants out of the luxury tax. So I don't know what Houston's gonna do.
1: Wow, that's a rebuild. 736, 9760. So, what does your gut tell you in regards to the Spurs? Are they going, and that's why I asked you that question toward the end of the show. Yesterday, I think they're going to end up going, going small
3: forward because it's just not many big time. It's not, it's not many game changing bigs on the board as far as I can see, but there may be somebody overseas that they like. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like they're going to go small forward.
1: Hmm. Well, um, it's. You know, Cancy Rob has a few of his people to watch out for that just mentioned in regards to Devin Vessel out of Florida State would be a great pick. He shoot three. He can defend mid-range Who? game. What's the name? Um Devin I think it's Vess- Vessel. Yeah, that's, that's
3: a lot of well, I've seen that guy's name on a lot. Another of couple of players
1: uh, the level would be uh small forward, Sadiq Bay out of Bill- uh Villanova. Strong forward Patrick Williams out of Florida State, rim protector forward. Um, you know, I've seen
3: a lot of Devin Vessels on for, for the Spurs as far as uh, mock drafts, so that one doesn't shock me. He shoots the three well, about 42% from three last two seasons. They, he's out of Florida State.
1: Bernard's messaged me about uh, from Oregon State, which is Kyler Kelly, which is a tall kid that's pretty much would kind to be a uh, shot blocker per se. Uh, so we'll see what they do. As long as it's not a guard and long as it's not an international player, that's basically what we heard of. That's all that could be. And if they can pull off a trade with their buddy Steve Kerr and that number two pick, I will give this whoever deserves a credit, kudos, whether it's the GM, whether it's Pop, whoever, that would be a monster move if they do this. But one thing we know, this is the highest they've drafted in a long, long, long time at 11. Listen to your sports grind. We'll be back.
3: Here's my snare? no
0: snare
1: on my headphones. All right, back here on the Sports Grind 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios and this next segment is going to be presented by GT Bets. Get in the game, it's game time. Don't forget right now when you go to their referral code, you sign up, you put in Grind, you're going to get cash sign up bonus and that's 100% all the way up to 500. Okay, so you deposit 500 you get $1,000, um, and on your second deposit, you'll get 50% up to $250 on your second deposit, so they'll match it. And most important, when you sign up for the account, make sure you use the referral code uh, GRIND, but also make sure you select your favorite team in NFL or college, because with their promo, you're going to get a half a point for free. And the way things been going in NFL and college, sometimes that half a point on that hook can come in advantage uh, for what kind of mood you're going to be in come Monday. All right, so without further ado, it's about that time. Like We do it all the time, midweek. We're going to be joined by James from Sharp Side. What's up, James?
0: Hey, happy Wednesday, guys. Man, half a point for the favorite team?
1: Yeah, half a point for the favorite team. Yeah, all you got, whether it's NFL, if it's college, NBA, uh, you register your favorite team, and you'll automatically get that half a point for free. So, um, Man, that's we, yeah, that's, that's very crucial. But coming off this weekend, James, I know when we talked to you last Wednesday and even on Friday we kind of had the conversation, uh, but we had kind of talked about and you brought up the fact of how important yards per play and offense is when you're trying to handicap and bet these games, and it looks like you came across some results that we're in the middle of a run here that kind of supports your theory. Can you add to that?
0: Yeah, so last week um, I talked about how we as sports fans and sports bettors tend to overemphasize defense when talking about college football. Yeah, in particular. I remember that. So, yeah, so today, quick tip, it's super easy. Um, so for novice feathers and even guys who have been betting the board a while, to help you narrow down the board on a college football Saturday morning, all you have to do is simply look at offensive yards for play. We talked about it last week, but just to, to emphasize it and drill the point home. So looking at last week's games, if you blindly tailed the top 10 teams when measuring offensive yards per play, you would have gone 7-2 against the spread. And I know 7 plus 2 equals 9. Well, Alabama was out last mm. week due to the COVID uh, against LSU, but they probably would have covered that as well. Now, you're probably thinking, all right, well, James, that's just one week. That's not really a viable sample size. Well, these teams are currently 28-13 and 13 ATS on the season. Hmm. Now that is including Mac and Big Ten teams, so the data is a tad skewed just because those guys have such a small sample size in the season. Um, but it's pretty clear that this is the most important metric in college football, and it needs to be the first statistic that you're comparing when you're looking at matchups for these teams.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. I mean, especially any time, whether you're stats, whether you're talking about offense, you're talking about you know, an ATS spread like against that would spread, that's impressive to back that up. Um, right, and especially something like that blindly tailing. It's always uh, helpful to have that on, on
0: a college football Saturday when you are having trouble seeing the board. You just need to go the one simple trend, um, mm-hmm. and obviously that metric's going to help you get more wins.
1: Now, this past weekend, uh, James, because I know Monday when we came in here on the show Monday, I kind of touched on alluded to in regards to it. Uh, and since has become real big over the last few years, especially with everything, um, you know, kind of a lot of the major outlets, you know, when there's a major obvious bad beat, it gets a lot of publicity. And I know Monday we were talking about that Cleveland game. Um, that, do you have personal experience off of that Cleveland situation uh, with uh yeah you know, my man Chubb decided to exit left instead of crossing the uh, pylon.
0: Yeah. Exit stage left. Yeah. We were on that one minus four, uh, got a bad number. I think it opened at minus three and was there till about Tuesday. Um, we didn't lock it in until about Friday night. So we got a bad number at minus four. Uh, and unfortunately Chubb exiting stage left there, uh, really killed us. And it's going to stink for a while, but I get it. Analytically, you want to put the game away. You know, if you score, you still have a slight chance, even though it's a tiny, tiny chance. Um, if you go out at the one there, it's, it's a done deal. But here's my question, all right? You guys know that, that contracts, they have incentives. Every player has it, correct? Right, right. Especially if you're a starting player. So does Nick Chubb not have an incentive for a touchdown? You know, like a, you know, 10000 per touchdown? That's what like I was that. thinking. Especially,
1: yeah, Rudy kind know, of touched it, on that, too. Um, Oh, he did? Yeah, possibly, though. I mean, that's a good observation, but it's like one of those things that most, like you said, most of these guys do. uh, But it's one of those things if the coach says, hey, before the huddle, tells Baker to tell everybody we're not scoring, take a knee. It's like, okay, we do that. One of the egregious ones kind of along the lines of what you're talking about, James, is going back years ago. I don't know if you remember, but when Mike Holmgren was the coach of the Seattle Seahawks and uh, Sean Alexander, it was like week 16, 17 or something like that, uh, Sean Alexander had like a half a million dollar bonus is on the goal, and they were on the goal line, you know, on touchdowns. But the controversy with that was Holmgren didn't give it to him. but that's the time that Holmgren was wearing that GM hat. He had the GM title and the head coach. So, yes. there. Yeah, I remember that one. I mean, I I don't know how that affected that time on the betting, on the line at that, but yes. You you like to think some of these guys are in the situations they eat personally on their whole, you know, uh, kind of personal bonuses they get. Um, One other thing I wanted to make sure to touch on with you and give your thoughts on the listers because I know in regards to the SGE uh package um on sharp side uh start this weekend that's gonna kind of be uh, preached about on my side is the bankroll management and the units. Now I know you guys kinda have a percentage breakdown uh for y'all's clients per you know bankroll but what I wanted you to do is kind of explain the to the listers in regards to the importance of unit bets and the kind of what, like when you don't get yourself, if you're not having a bankroll management, then you get yourself into chasing. Kind of explain what explains, that, <laughs> what mean, that. Yes, Well, yeah, please. that's great. I mean, because Rudy, my party, he I doesn't know, know that, that thing, lingo. Yeah, but yeah. break that down because that's really the importance of, you know, the audience, the people that go to SharpSide, that buy your packages and buy the SG package in regards to really how you really make money if you're trying to make money in, and you know, in sports betting on the long term.
0: Well, it's all about diversifying your investments, right? And then obviously having a set schedule and set system that you use to make that money. I mean, so bankroll, really, just to to clarify what the phrase is, bankroll is the amount of money that you have set aside Mm, that is just for gambling. Okay, Okay, so you're never going to touch that money. A lot of people like to take their winnings out each week or whatever it is. That's usually not the best way to do it. Um, obviously, if you're doing this professionally, you need to take a little bit out so you can have a living or a comfortable living situation. But for the most part, you want to leave that in at all times. And when Calvin's saying chasing, uh, I know you guys are sponsored by uh, Poker Room there. It's the same thing as being <laughs> tilted. So if you have a bad beat, have a bad flop, a bad turn, a bad river, you don't want to chase the next hand. You want to just mm-hmm. you know, say, all right, on to the next one. Let me get my good cards out. I'll play the hand that's dealt to me. If it's not a good hand, I'll fold. And that's essentially the same thing with gambling, it but it's more of a day-to-day basis. So you need to set your card during the morning or even prior towards, you know, earlier in the week, which is what we do. You don't need to chase just because you had a bad beat at the noon slate and you're chasing at the 4 o'clock. You need to stay disciplined, stay the, uh, stay the grind, and, and really focus on the game plan.
3: Hmm. This is what I wanted to know, James. Why, with Kirk Cousins' record, what it was on primetime, what made Joe... What made y'all roll with the Vikings anyway on <laughs> well, Monday night?
0: <laughs> well, didn't we talk about uh trends and, and usual? We did trends? talk about they trends, yeah. Relevant? Well so the Kirk Cousins on Monday night, that's essentially not that's not a relevant trend. Okay. You gotta look at that team, you know, who was he playing against, what did his defense do? The, that's more of what you need to look at, not this narrative of Kirk Cousins can't win on, on Monday night. So to take an example, the main reason why we played Minnesota over Chicago. is That was the biggest disparity in offensive yards per play that we've seen in a competitive spread. And when I say competitive, I mean take them to minus three this entire season. So Minnesota's number one right now in offensive yards per play. They're averaging over six. Chicago's under four. Mm -hmm. So that is an insane difference. And just going off that blindly, when you look at the value, you have to take it. That spread should have been minus six minus six and a half, especially with no home fans in Chicago. Um, so there is so much value in the Vikings. Uh, and luckily, Captain Kirk uh, is now, I think, 3-0 in prime this year. Yeah, I mean, so if, not, that office back
3: if not for the kickoff return, it's worse than that.
0: Right, exactly. And that's another false box score. We always talk about false box scores. You know, if you look at the, the, the yardage gained by Minnesota compared to Chicago, it was night and day. Um, and that kickoff return by Patterson really skewed – the outcome and the end score of that game. And before I go, I got uh, something that you talked to you about, Rudy. I don't know. I, I saw a tweet that someone tweeted at you saying that you're awfully quiet about your boy Russell Wilson lately.
3: Yes, and that's right.
0: myself, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sorry if, he, if this this person is listening to the show right now,
3: but no. is he watching the same football game that we're watching? Thank you. Like, I mean, he's out there by himself. His offensive exactly, line is, is horrible, and his defense is disgusting.
0: It, yes, and I saw Calhoun, I think, had a – and I know it's Fox Sports Radio, so I'll try to mm. be nice, but mm. I saw Cowherd had something like, is Russell doing too much? And I'm thinking, are you, is, he, is he doing too much? How can <laughs> he be doing too much? You know, this is the leading MVP candidate. It's, in, it's incredible that we put so much pressure on a guy who does so Thank many you. things perfect in this league and has no defense. It, it, it blows my Thank. mind. And speaking of buy low, sell high, I think now is a good time to buy low on Seattle. Jamal Adams is getting healthy. They got Dunlap in the trade, so the defense is going to be getting better. They're good mm-hmm. against the run. If they could just figure out that one aspect of defense against the pass and get that pass for us a little bit better, I think they could be actually a real contender. Right now, the odds are perfect to uh, to to bet, have that uh, on Seattle to win the Super Bowl or even the
1: conference. Yeah, they got a very important one against Arizona coming off of that high with the Hopkins right. catch at the buzzard. and then you know Seattle's coming off of a two-game, I think two-game yeah, skid. Two. So that's going to be exactly. an intriguing one. That's going to be a good one. There you go. All right, James. Man, appreciate well, I appreciate you, you checking in with us, man. We'll holler at you on Friday. All right, guys. Sound good. Thanks uh, for having all right. me. All right. All right. Thanks. Seven three six nine seven six. Yeah, see? James, I'm back. You coming here Monday talking about Russ and no, see? No, I just brought it up. I, but I brought it up to if it's any other quarterback that we would kill if he had a number. Appreciate you, James. But, uh, but yeah, bankroll That's roll, an expert. Bankroll management. That okay? means
3: whatever you have, I got $500 set um, aside. That's bet only 10% meaning, of it, right. Meaning,
1: well, everybody's different. The rule of thumb over the years have always said about 3%, 4% of your bankroll, but the units are going to be basically in the key. And when you start buying the SGE package, you'll see units that's broken down that I'll tell you different plays, and I'll tell you the reason why that's important before we move on to the rest of the topics right. when we get back since we're up against it. But seven three six nine seven six. you're listening to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Routers Car Club Studios. We'll be back. A clear black night a clear white moon Warmer G was on the streets trying to consume some search for the E, so I could get some phones rolling in my ride chilling all the just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warangi All right back G here on the Sports Grind 7369760 broadcasting here from the Rounders Car the Club studio Oh you know so what uh, so I was going to tell so so the continue to the whole thing about the uh bankroll situation that I was going to do. And before I do that, this segment is going to be presented by Texas Cheer Liquor. It has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio in Bexar County. Texas Cheer Liquor is conveniently located at 1604 in Petranco at 211, and their newest location is now open at 90 in Montgomery Road outside Lucky Ranch. Make sure you like them on Facebook to stay up to date on special tastings. That is Texas Cheer Liquor, official sponsor of the sports grind. Uh, The last stop on the the bankroll thing and the um, units, because when you start going, because we've got about a few clients now that, I mean, the difference between, you know, on the SG packages or whatever, you get, you know, the the picks and you get some breakdown. But starting this weekend, you're going to have the units in regards to how many units to bet per, per that game. And, like, the unit scale can range anywhere from – it depends on the the person, the capper that's telling you, but it's kind of got watered down. I've had talks with James with that, I agree. But ours would be, like, on a scale of up to four units. For, for example, if you're a $5 player and somebody tells you um, to bet, you know, three units, that means you would have $15 on that particular bet. Because, yeah, so you're, you're a unit bet. Because at the end of the day, and this is something you can relate to is if, if you're – Flat betters in blackjack and flat betters in sports betting doesn't never really work if you're really make trying to make money long term. If you're a flat better, especially in sports betting, because the juice and the and and the vig as they call it, which is the juice you have to, to pay. If you're just going to bet and everything the same, you're going to end up bumping and losing in long term. You got to space it out by units and reps. So that's a strong play. So on a weekend, if you follow me and you go four and two, but I'm one and zero on the the four unit play that I tell you to play. And you lose all the two, you should still make somewhat of a profit because you you bet more units than I on the did on the lower. Right. So that's the kind of key in that one. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, back to the situation hand. Hey, make a transition now. I know uh Brian, the program director, came in here during the break uh, a few segments ago and let us know that some news out of Texas that the UT game is the going UT to versus be
3: Kansas is going to be postponed. They're trying to redo it on December twelfth. Kansas has had some sort of out, I guess, this is on Kansas' side as far uh, as COVID goes.
1: And, you know, when he was telling us it was on the update of the ticker, which uh, Sam stepped out, uh, but I need to ask him because of, I'm trying to figure out, we got a major breakout in the Raiders in regards to their whole team. Yeah, he was talking and to us when Yeah, because I want to get clarification on that because I just talked up how excited I was for this game this weekend. Uh, between Kansas City and the Raiders with all this talk and trash going back and forth. Uh, you know, this, I mean, Raiders have won, what, four out of the last five games of something like that nature, um, and they're going for possibly the sweep against uh, Kansas City where if there's any tiebreakers down, that would be. So if there is something that's thrown a monkey wrench in this whole covid testing a lot of players, expect that game. And I'll tell you right now, expect the Raiders, if that's the case, if I heard right, Expect the Raiders, I believe, to kind of go ahead and pull that stall technique in regards to not playing this game or pushing this game back to that imaginary week eighteen that the league has kind of waiting for that because this is a big division game uh, between those two uh, with the Raiders and Kansas City um, and you know because again Kansas City's the heavy favorite they're the Super Bowl champs but make no mistake about it I mean if Kansas if if the rate in this game they've already went to Arrowhead but if they beat them in Vegas. They're gonna have a up. I mean, that's the tiebreaker right there, and I don't know whose schedule is left compared to Raiders and Kansas City. But the bottom line: this is a big game. This is a big game um, on the cool uh, for the AFC side and the West. Raiders side, already tonight. been
3: in trouble with the NFL with how they do their with the with the protocol right. troubles, and they find right,
1: right. They find right. already so right. Which uh, you know, Mark Davis, John Gruden, they were up. totally against that. Those fine, yeah. Grant, I mean, um, Gruden has paid uh, a six-figure fine uh, personally. Uh, the team got fined, I think, over, was it a million dollars or something like that? It there was, was a lot. Of, yeah, I think it was that, some draft pick, because they just really, the protocol. I mean, Gruden was from not wearing that mask or that Monday night. Sean Payton got hit up too. But also, uh, I think it was how they dealt with the protocol of a player coming off the COVID list. Or the most I see have, right
3: now, because two players put on the COVID list, Klein Farrell and LaMarcus Joyner. Hmm, That's the only thing, what I've, that was only thing that, I've seen.
1: That I've heard in the... Uh, the ticker then That's, uh, that's interesting. Well, you know, there you go. Um, it's, uh, we'll see how that plays out, but that's a big game, uh, in general coming up. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Also, uh, what else we got going on here? We talked quite a bit about the draft. We'll stay pat to see what the Spurs do. Um, also speaking of the chiefs, they made a signing and you wanted to make an example. Um, of this. well,
3: let me, man, I want to make sure I get all these names, right. Um, uh, there it is. Kansas City they plan to sign DeAndre Baker to the practice squad. Um and if you remember DeAndre Baker, they're drafted out of Georgia in 2019 first round pick for for the Giants. Um and right now it's just going to be a practice squad. Uh-huh. But uh Baker 23, he was released this summer by the Giants who had drafted him out of Georgia. Um now he was arrested on a warrant in Florida, along with Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar, mm-hmm. they, were, they were accused of stealing money and watches while armed with semi-automatic firearms. The warrant stated that Baker intentionally threatened victims with a firearm. Now, as far as Dunbar went, Dunbar's charges had already been dropped back in August. Dunbar was never charged because of insufficient evidence, but... The prosecutors decided to go forward with Baker on August 5th. Now, the charges were dropped after the alleged victims and the known witnesses have become uncooperative and their credibility is inalterably tarnished, Assistant State Attorney Paul R. Valcour said in a statement. Only thing is, I remember when this happened, you know, I remember us talking.
2: Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle.
3: I guess it's just a lesson for all of us to be learned, man. Sometimes we got to just sit back and let the facts come out. And that was my whole point with uh, LSU. Like, not, I was, you know, don't want to make that mistake too many times. Like, hey, I don't know who's guilty or innocent. Let's let the facts come out, but LSU should handle it better. But I remember when it came out and everybody was like, oh, these guys are millionaires. What are they doing? Robbing people, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, poof, the charges are gone. And now this guy's lost his job with the Giants. Lost Lord knows how much money. And now what he can still his- be pun he could still be punished by the NFL for conduct right. detrimental to the NFL. So I'm sure that's why I can't. But
1: his other but well, the other guy that was there, he Quentin Dunbar. A, he he got, never
3: got charged.
1: He never got charged.
3: No, he they declined to file criminal charges against Dunbar. In the beginning, because of insufficient evidence, but decided to proceed on Baker. So what is the So what does the 5th.
1: state and the, and the DA tell me that a two eleven never took place at the card game? Somebody get po- pissed what, off in the what flop. What you
3: t- What the DA is telling you is <laughs> the people that he robbed cut from a different code, and they may want to see him on his own, but they ain't cooperating. That's okay. what that That's okay. how I'm reading into that. Like okay. all of a sudden, like the witnesses are like, "Oh man, I don't remember what happened."
1: Okay, uh, you, yeah, you're yeah. probably right. You're probably right. I don't know
3: who he was gambling with, but obviously they, they live and by a different code I'll than us regular you civilians it, you, live by. You
1: watch a lot of First 48 Yeah, I used that. to.
3: Hell yeah. Um, That was my show.
1: I, that's true. I get what you're saying, but to me, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think it has to do with that. That's the reason why the mm-hmm. league go, but I think overall your message about, you know,
3: Let's holding on to
1: judgment. I mean, but it's it, it, and the other thing is like the guys are gonna lose a lot of money and paychecks and get cut, even though they might be innocent, but it's like you are in that situation. Something happened. Right. That that like, like yeah, that, that, right about that, that. That something went down. Now, I do think you hit the nail on the head that there's something that's not cooperating or either cooler heads. For, like, man, we like, Y'all man, we you know, we feel bad. We, it, all right, fine. But something went down, and I think personally, them or, two guys walked into you know, card shark in area, and they got taken for some serious money, and it was kind of like pissed off and found out this wasn't Baker no just is weekend. is the first weekend. round
3: pick. He's touched some paper. You know, maybe he.
1: No, but trust me. Maybe they, they he. La-
3: no, I'm saying maybe he got to the guys. Hey, man, y'all make this go away.
1: Whoa! Well, I'll get you that money course, back. I don't know. I don't option. know how,
3: but all I know is the charges are dropping. He's a chief now. When chief, get him on the cheap. You know, practice squad. Now again, he could still be suspended by the league.
1: Gee, that, you know, that's like, I don't know, man. Chiefs is just like their front office is hitting all the right buttons. Um, you know, I'll add to that tape okay. uh, when we get back here. Uh, 736-976, you listen to the Sports Crime, broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. We'll be back. here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. Don't forget, First Serve Tennis has been serving San Antonio for over 25 years. Uh, keep in mind that they have uh, same-day professional racket restringing and repair. They have all the tennis name-brand apparels you'd want to in uh, apparel and rackets. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Okay, so I'm getting a couple messages here. First off, on Ian Rapp, where he's uh, reporting on that case that you just talking about, uh, that the um, facts are kind of coming out of that and supposedly – uh, he spoke with Bradford Cohen and the lawyer for ex Giants uh, DeAndre Baker, and he's been saying this from day one that this was an extortion scheme, and that DeAndre yes. was a victim, and this event did not play out as they exhausted. <laughs> and this was a lawyer that was kind of dirty, that was kind of involved. They're in an suing extortion. him
3: now. Baker's Baker and his lawyer are suing this other lawyer that is extorting them. I did read that as well. I forgot. Okay. Okay. And I also seen NFL.com. I I'm forget. I want to make sure I give him a credit. Who? Uh, Sent it to me. Who was that? Sit tight. Uh, Carlos V226. Most of the Raiders' defense.
1: Yes, I got uh, that. Con-
3: close, But they're on oh. the close contact list. See, that's the, that's the other thing I think, that, I mean, that we have to specify when we start talking about, well, they got 10 guys on the list. Well, no, two guys are positive. Six guys have been in close contact with them. Doesn't mean those six guys have it they're on the close contact list and if they keep if they test negative throughout the week they're able to play sunday they won't be able to practice these guys on the close contact list but if they continue to test negative all week because they've been in close contact they can still play sunday cuz right now it's just like they just throw it out there like nine people on the covid list but it's like one guy has it in the 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 defensive Line has been with them in meetings, so they're on the list as well. But that
1: doesn't mean they have it. But this is the thing, though, I still think it's a bunch of malarkey. Because, first of all, if this they've done a good job, but where this report, when you say, okay, there's 10 their whole because what I've seen their whole defensive starter line right. is, is in this right. call if they test positive. But the key thing is that they've got to go into quarantine. They can't practice. Right. You have they a big practice. division game coming up. So my point of it is whether it's only two guys tested or one guys, if I'm the Raiders, I mean, and this is kind of what New England did when they were getting ready to play Denver. You, you're you pushing not to play this game or to reschedule this game for next Tuesday or next Wednesday or, or schedule it out. You can't sit there and go into a division, like in the sport of the season where we're at, and you're talking about some teams got better depth than others, and you're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. If I'm John Gruden and the Raiders and I've been hit hard with fines and COVID and all this, we gotta take extra precaution, but my whole starting defensive line can't practice against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs ain't coming in and running the same thing that they ran against them a few weeks back or a month right. ago. We know that. Uh, so to me, I'm with that said. You know, today's Wednesday. This is usually when teams show up for practice, game plan. I would say let's monitor this through Friday and Saturday because this is a game that I would anticipate probably with that news coming out uh, will be taken off the board, uh, possibly in regards to the big board. Speaking of uh, sports betting, uh, you probably won't be able to find it on GT bets line after a while. They have to take it down uh, because of that's this is a game that could be in jeopardy. If you're talking about the whole starting defensive unit has can't practice the goal, can't practice. I, I you know. That's but one what of you, I mean,
3: but you it's almost you have to, but that's why, that's a part of the reason why they've done a good job is because the close contact list, they keep them away just in case they do have it. You don't want them around the team. So it's and a the, part of the reason why they've done the a good Raiders
1: job. the Raiders also had this similar situation with the offensive line a yes. few weeks back. I don't know what they're doing down there. I I, I mean, this is a situation where we always Vegas, wondered yeah, how it was Vegas, gonna be Vegas well, we, all, we always wanted to know how it was gonna be to have a professional football in Vegas because the guys well, to be disciplined. Know. I don't think they're being disciplined. And I mean I still I like I'm torn on this because I do feel like they need to you know, to do what New England did and stretch it out for two weeks for Cam Newton or whatever, the offense is averaging like ten yards anyway. Uh, and they're playing Denver. That's one. That's that was that was that was just asinine. That that lasted for three weeks. But that's Bill. That's how he does. The Raiders. I'm torn on this because in one hand, I do think that they need to push and say, "Look, man, uh, we need to schedule this game next Tuesday." Uh, Double header money, but we've got to at least get a game of practice. They've got to make the protocol that they can't practice, or we got to push this down the road to maybe possible week eighteen. The right. NFL probably don't want to do that, but the other part of it is with the Raiders. Y'all ain't doing something. Y'all ain't y'all not being really taking it that serious. I don't know, Kyle, You could. It's a it's a pretty contagious thing, man. That I mean, everybody. It, can get. You got to remember,
3: some kids are at school. Right. You got your kids coming home from school. You got to go to the grocery store. Absolutely. You may go have a bite to eat. Like it Absolutely. doesn't necessarily mean they at the bunny ranch.
1: No, but what it does is but, but at the end of the day, they're repeat offenders. They this is they had an offensive line unit that all had to go in quarantine. Now they got a defensive line unit. Then you had four or five players oh. led by your quarterback and Derek Carr that was at a banquet and all y'all was maskless. Then you got John Gruden that got hit for six-figure fine because he's maskless. Then you find the organization because the guy that basically had it, you didn't have the right protocol. They're, you know, they're they're right now. They're 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 just they're reckless. The Raiders. They're just reckless. It fits them. It is what it is, but no. Because you got some teams that dealt with but you got some teams that haven't been re- really repeat refenders. I mean, look at the te- Look at the two teams in Texas. I mean, we were in a hotbed situation a few months back. You're Dallas right, and right. the Texans haven't had really no. I mean, Andy Dalton. I mean, I, I, Andy Dalton's the only one that comes to mind. And then the Texans hadn't really had that major. Mm. The Raiders. It, I mean, it's. And Vegas ain't even back popping yet. I mean, no. they're slowly, they're it's crawling. Slow, it's
3: kind of, kind of sort of open. You know, so I, I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. That, that's going to be an interesting thing uh, to watch how they do that game uh, rest of the week. Back to Russell Wilson. What's the more specifics on the offensive coordinator? Because you said that the offensive coordinator. Yeah, got Brian Wilson, Schottenheimer,
3: or? he just said, I, we treat Russell like everybody else. And... The
1: turnovers are
3: inexcusable.
1: Schottenheimer got some skins on the wall. I, I was I would, like,
3: oh, I mean, he said, hey, he knows he he said he got to get he got to get that in check. He said we coach him just like we coach everybody else is inexcusable and unforgivable.
1: I Please. was like, hey,
3: Schottenheimer, Russell be here a lot longer than you. man. That's fine, man, but watch your like, tone now. Watch but, your tone when you're talking with one of the best. Watch your Russell, tone. So
1: these interceptions have been bad, man. The last couple weeks. I did mean, did you like hear I told James you. from Sharp Side Sports? He yeah, has I, to make take chances because his
3: defense is going to let them down. And I said
1: that on Monday. He got to take it, some chances. That, that's Monday. This expert told you that on Monday. First of all, that's <laughs> I, I don't it, it doesn't I get that. But at the same time, dude, you can take chances, but Russell is like there was one the other day that last game, man. It was two guys in the end zone like they're just throwing. That's why I like the Rams against uh Seattle the other day because their defense is 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 challengeable, but then Russell has to take this is a big game against Arizona. This is a big game. The way the NFC West is right now, I don't think Seattle can afford to lose three games in a row. I don't think anybody can really in that division because it's so thick. And and but they've got to sit there. This is a big game. I don't know if you can drop three games in a row. And you know my theory about three games in a row in the NFL. Um, it, It's going to be hard. This is a must win for them. But speaking of Andy Dalton, he's back in practice, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to roll with him um this weekend against Minnesota. The thing about this game coming up is what's interesting to me is that if Dallas is going to be able to put the same – if they're going to be able to put two good efforts back-to-back. The last time we saw him was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Again, I was told there were some bad calls in that game that it could have been like, "Oh man, they're trying to keep Pittsburgh undefeated." Like, oh okay, my man, god, whatever, man! Uh, but can they get it's that effort against Minnesota? Week. And that's, you know, they're coming off a bye week. What did they do in the bye week? Did they become a team? Did they work on certain things? Did Mike McCarthy say, hey, this is who we got in this locker room, and this is who we're going with. We're going with that, and look at the coaches around you. They're not going anywhere. See, that's the type of speech that Mike McCarthy should have had if he – I'm not saying he didn't, but he should have at the halfway point or their bye week because you want to go to these – look – especially in that division, the NFC East. I know Dallas Cowboy fans might not want their team to make the playoffs to screw up any draft, but those guys are left in their locker room. They're not thinking about, well, if we get a top four or five pick, what's the use of win? Because first of all, some of them guys might not even be there. See, that's what fans don't understand about teams with this whole tanking in the NFL. Some of them dudes ain't even there for the top two, three pick if you get it. They're worried about the job, so I think the Cowboys in that NFC East division that's still wide open, Philly don't want it, Giants are playing a little bit better, but you told me they had a, a fight today.
3: Head coach and uh, Mark Colombo, fist fight. Mark Colombo's fired. I'm not sure which coach what, what Mark Colombo coaches, but we got, yeah.
1: So he got fired after got the fight fired. broke off. Who? yeah of I yeah they Lumber. had to feel
3: like a legit fist fight like let's get it on I
1: wonder what happened with well, the details got to come out of that gotta get Adam and Glazier on that one the two coaches <laughs> fighting listen to the sports crowd we'll be back <laughs> All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This last segment of the day is going to be presented by Tiger Sanitation. Don't forget, Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they are hiring. Great company to work for. Um, do a lot of things in the community around the surrounding areas in the community. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um. Okay, real quick, as we're here a few hours away from the draft, uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on. First of all, we had uh, just saw the Robertson Cano news. That's crazy. Uh, Suspended all year for testing positive steroids. Um, To let you know, it's still in the game. Some type of performance enhancing. Some type of performance enhancing. I mean, the guy. I don't know if this. I can't remember, but I I think he's he's not a repeat offender, Sam. Uh, I don't think Uh, Robertson Cano. He has to be to get a year. Is he? I, I thought you don't get a year time. right away. I
3: thought you get like sixty games first, and then. Robinson so could know Sam. He has is he a to be repeat in the program offender?
1: already? We have to check on that. But anyway, he's he's Gonzo. But before we get out of here on that, uh, you as we're a few hours away from the draft, you had something to uh, say about Lavar Ball?
3: Yeah, I just you know, for all we said about him, I tweeted as much. All we said about him, um, for all his antics and everything, about. Few hours from now, he's gonna have two sons taken in the top three. I mean, say what you want, he but could beat Michael Jordan. He he shouldn't have been big baller. Brand was a failure. Blah blah blah. Woo woo woo. Two sons taken in the top three NFL drafts. That's that's uh, that's not normal. That's not easy, and it doesn't happen too much. It oh, unha- of course, it don't happen. Unha- I know. You know, you got Peyton and Eli. Um. Oh, I, who else? What other? What other brothers? In whatever sport, any sport? What other you'd brothers? You have to
1: look at probably the Clay, the Matthews family. You got to look I'm at top three. You talking top two? Okay, you talking about top t- three? T- okay, because Lonzo was taking you'd number two. You have to probably two. look at the Bosa family, right? Bosa. Bosa's,
3: the Bosa's for sure. Yeah, the Bosa's top are up three. there.
1: Um, also, but so
3: yeah, man, shout out to Lavar. Regardless of all the sideshow antics, you know, he married a woman that was six three on purpose.
1: Yeah, I can't believe he this really put been, that this out. Is,
3: there. This has been this he's been this has been a plan from the get go,
1: and that's right. Cadeau was suspended with the Mariners when he was with yeah, okay. I thought for one so. time. I didn't think you could
3: get a year, yeah. a whole year for the first uh, offense.
1: Also, um, you know, there, real quick, there was a story I knew we weren't going to be able to get into it today um, in regards to because of interview with James and all that. But I don't know if y'all came across with the Randy Moss situation from mm. Monday night. Uh, what do he do? Totally ridiculous. Um, what did he do? You know, Randy Moss has the whole, um, you know, you got Moss. Yes. So the producers make these films of who he's going to go to. Maybe Randy has some. But anyway, to make a long story short, it was on a kid, and I didn't see a lie, but it was a quarterback for a high school team that pretty much forgot about the down or the play clock or something, and they had a chance, and he kind of kneeled, and the game was over, it ended something like that. And Randy's like, come on, man. It was the come on, man segment. So the coach saw it. People that normal people High saw it. Yeah. And they were killing Ray, like, oh, really? This I'm not watching this again. ESPN, y'all gonna go after a 17 year old kid? Come on, Randy this and this. I thought and it was I'm meant like, to be, man, if, I thought it was meant to ingest the that, But the reason why he pointed him out, because I guess it ended the game, the quarterback was already down because it was something as he took a knee or something like that. But the, the, the backlash that Randy, I'm like, man, these kids, first of all, we put them on TV. We put them on TV when they're gonna go ahead and choose what college right. they're gonna go to. It's on ESPN. Right. Just because Randy. Randy, I mean, he didn't say a dumb kid or stupid. like. He just said, "Oh, come on, man! How you do?" Evidently, the kid was having a bad week. He felt bad, and the coach wanted to win brownie points because there's Randy Moss on there. I mean, hell, you made ESPN. <laughs> and speaking of the draft, we didn't get it together. But let me tell you something, man, because it's already surfing on how uh, Cooper. Cooper's son, uh, Peyton's Pay- uh, nephew or whatever, Cooper's Who's, son. Cooper's son. The one that's in high school. He's right? a beast. Man, things are it's like they, they, they're, about to, they're about to birth another one. Yeah, like, he's, I think his, he's a junior, his, right? His high school yeah. highlights are making... ESPN, already. now. Of course, that's a Manning. So that's, that's going to go. Thing. But no, now, he, he, threw, he he can play. He threw six touchdowns in a quarter this past fr- this past weekend, or in a half or something like that. But you can he's more mobile than any of them, than both of them, Eli and Peyton. <laughs> but together. you can tell he's a Manning with the thing. So that's he's gonna have college offers all over the place. But yeah. I'm saying like they've done it again. We ain't done with the Mannings yet.
3: I wonder if it's going to be Tennessee or Ole Miss.
1: Probably won't be either one. I, it could. It might not even be either one of them. Good question, though. All right, man. That's a wrap. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Rudy J. My Calvin Sandspin, the one and two, San Antonio, Corpus Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people of Shot City, people down the whole three hundred five South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you, hit the snooze button, button for you off the rack. Just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.
2: Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.